Hey everyone and welcome to Holy Spirit Soapbox. This is your host Dan. Just want to say thank you all again for your support and for subscribing to our website, HolySpiritSoapbox.com, as well as liking us on different social platforms and podcast platforms. We love you all. We pray for you always. We thank you so much. So as we continue to love Jesus, right, and we think of this resurrection, especially around Easter or Resurrection Day, whatever you want to call it, we often hear Jesus described as a sacrificial lamb. But what does that mean, and why was this whole situation of Jesus being murdered on a cross such a big deal for the world? Today's episode is a question that I hear often, believe it or not, even from Christians. The question and the title of this episode is, why did Jesus have to die? Why? Why did he have to die? Knowing that every single one of us is a sinner, according to what God knows and tells us is bad for us and put in commandments for us to understand that, the wages for those sins and being a sinner is, uh, is death. These sins lead to death because we walk away from God who provides eternal life. You get it? So death means not just dying here. Because if you commit a sin here, you're not going to just die automatically. Sometimes you can, I guess. But for the most part, if you commit a sin that God considers a sin, you're not going to die immediately. But what they're talking about in the Bible is these sins that lead to eternal death. Because we all die and because we all sin, how then can we ever have eternal life? Okay. So, prior to God walking on earth as Jesus the Christ, everyday people, everyday people meaning God followers or upright people as they call them in the Bible in the Old Testament, knowing they were sinners, had to somehow cleanse themselves of sin in hope of gaining eternal life and to acknowledge God and their respect for him. Okay, so something had to die to pay the wages of sin. But this wasn't any typical sacrifice of death that you would see and read about nowadays in history, right? There were those cultures, many different cultures, who sacrificed people or animals to keep their lowercase g god or gods from getting angry with them. Those who followed the one true God, as described throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, sacrificed an animal to take their place of death for them. So something had to die. (laughs) and they didn't want it to be them. And I understand that. I totally get that, right? Especially if you risk dying forever. Not good. So lambs, supposedly, are one of the highest quality animals, if not the highest quality animal, to sacrifice, according to the old scriptures in the Talmud. The color of the wool was light and pure, that white color. Um, They were very useful, right? They provided the wool, and they provided milk and meat. So, lambs were very good, or sheep in general, were very good for sacrifices because it was very valuable to them, and that's how much they didn't like their sin. So, they'll give that up to cleanse them of their sin. Okay, now often, let's say if one sinned, and they knew it, they would bring their animal to an altar where a person who was anointed as one who understands God and fully served within the temple all the time, uh, a high priest would check out the animal for blemishes. After this, the sinner would identify themselves with the animal and that this animal was going to take the place 
for their sins that they have done, all while confessing their sins. And then that spotless, perfect animal was sacrificed, and their blood was spilled for that person. It's also good to note that this atonement, right? Atonement meaning connecting God and humankind again, back in this harmonious type of relationship. This atonement using an animal is temporary. It, It was temporary. It doesn't last forever. The animal wasn't going to last forever, so it won't last forever for all of your sins. We also have to remember that these people who sacrifice these animals are those who are fully repentant of their sin or sins. It wasn't a temporary, I'm sorry, right? It's a, oh man, I messed up. Yeah, you know, please forgive me. and I'm just going to kill this animal. No, these animals were a form of currency sometimes. And very pricey for someone to keep continuing to sacrifice. And knowing that we can't stop sinning, we would probably be going back to that altar a lot. (laughs) Like, a ton. And how long the sacrifice of that one animal would cover one's sins, we're not sure. I'm not sure. But to round all of this up, the high priest is the intercessor between the human who sinned in God. The animal is the one who takes on the sins of the person and then dies in their place. Then came Jesus. He was literally the son of God, who was born of a virgin Mary and of God's spirit. He was spotless, blameless, no blemishes, no sins. He still walked the earth to heal and change the hearts of man. He was anointed as the highest priest when he was baptized by John the Baptist and then became the intercessor between all of mankind and God the Father. He went to the altar and understood the sins of all people. Then he was put to death as the spotless, sacrificial, highest quality lamb. The difference with this lamb is it isn't temporary. It's a forever thing. Church, is this, is this all wrapping up in your head for you? Hopefully this is making sense, right? There's no other lamb that can top this lamb. The wages for sin are paid for by Jesus. The sinners of the past had to basically acknowledge the actual lamb and, or animal that they were going to sacrifice to take their place, right? They had to acknowledge this was the lamb. This is what's going to be me if I don't sacrifice this lamb or animal. This is why if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and sacrificial lamb, he takes our place for all of the sins we have done and will do in our lives. So, when we repent for a sin or sins, we can leave it at the cross where Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Then, most importantly, the resurrection of Jesus, something no sacrificial animal could do, none of them, and they never did, was done by God to make this official and make this eternal. He died. He went through all of this stuff that the the beatings, the whippings, the lashings, and then finally dying on a cross for us in front of it, just being totally put to shame 
in the worst way possible, died. And then he ended up dying for the three days, three nights, and then he came back. He was resurrected. No other animal that we can sacrifice can do that, right? That's it for those animals. For him, no, this is God. And because that lamb is permanent, a permanent sacrifice, if we accept that lamb for all the sins that we have done, we are good for eternity. We're cleansed. But again, just because it doesn't cost us money, right, to go and sacrifice an animal or some kind of currency like it did for them in the past, doesn't mean that we can't be fully repentant. We have to understand that as we continue to sin, as we continue to orient ourselves away from God, which is sin, we will then forget Jesus. We will then forget God, and then we will then not have eternal life. Amen? I have a few verses that I would love for you to meditate on. Now, I meditate on these when it comes down to the actual sacrifice of Jesus or or God. These are really good verses to help us understand the impact, right, of Jesus or God being a covering for us. He was just like, man, can you stop killing animals? You keep messing up and you're killing all these animals. (laughs) Please. I know you're not getting it right. That's okay. You have free will to do what you want to do and you keep orienting away from me. But you know what? I'm going to cover for you in the greatest way possible. So, If you have a pen and paper, feel free to write these down. If not, no worries. They're posted in the description. Here are your verses. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. And 1 John chapter 2, verse 2. Next, I have some questions to really wrap all of this up. Okay, question one, how does understanding the significance of sacrificing to God for sinning or orienting ourselves away from God change your understanding of Jesus' sacrifice? So how does understanding now what sacrificing really meant and means change your understanding or even feeling, emotion of Jesus' sacrifice? Question two. How can you reflect on Jesus' death and resurrection every day of your life? And then finally, question three, what are some ways you can help others understand the importance of Jesus and his sacrifice? Now, before I close this out in prayer, I want to thank you again for joining today. It's really a blessing uh, to hear from you guys too. I really appreciate everything that you've done to uh, support us. We, We also want to say that we would love for you to continue to spread the word about Holy Spirit Soapbox to your friends, your family, Christians, non-Christians, doesn't matter. We just want to continue to reach everybody across the world to help us all understand who God is, right? We want to understand how good this God is that we serve and how loving he is, that he was willing to die in our place for our sins, for us being selfish He was willing to do that for us. So let's bow our heads if you can and close ourselves out in prayer. God, all we can say is, is, wow. (laughs) Knowing how 
Everything correlates back to the old practices of man thousands of years ago to hopefully cleanse themselves for only a little short time period has all been fulfilled by Jesus. You sent yourself, your only son, to bear the load of all of our sins and put them all to death. And that, and that's the only death that stands forever now. But we all have eternal life because of it. No more temporary cleansing No more death for us. Thank you. Thank you for the newness we have access to today and eternity. We give you the praise and glory forever in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.